All right, welcome to Hobby Time with Dirk Nasty. I am Keith. I go by Dirk Nasty on Twitter and Dirk Nasty underscore pod on Instagram. Today I was joined by a friend of mine in the hobby, Istanbul Cards, John. John uh, and I had a great conversation. We we talked a little bit about his background and history, and you can tell from his his Instagram handle he's uh, not based here in the in the U.S. So we talked a little bit about what that was like being a collector overseas. Um, we talked about his team, the Kings, my team, the Mavericks, and did some NBA kind of trade reaction stuff. So it, had, it was a great conversation. I had a great time. I look forward to more in the future, and I hope you all enjoy it. All right, so I'm excited today to welcome John, or Istanbul Cards, on Instagram uh, to the show. John, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to, good to connect here. Yeah, so we so we got connected through a couple of different discords. I think you know we're both in the Lucas Tigers and Bronze, and also the Hoops and Cards discords. What? Uh, That's right. yeah. yeah. So, are you? Is there any others that I'm missing that uh, that I should be in that I'm not? No, I'm most active in those two. Uh, I think I was in the Top Shot one. Uh, you know, back in those days, <laughs> those wild days of 2021. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I posted, uh, oh, I guess I put it on Twitter, but I got in. So this other game that I've been playing, that VBA game kind of died. And I, I went back to Top Shot just to kind of look, check it out and see what's been going on. I hadn't been active at all. And uh, I completed a challenge and got a number one serial like the other day. Wow. What what uh, what moment? It's, a, it's like a Jaron Jackson uh, block. It was really, It was pretty nice. cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> a number one is is valuable, man. I I would assume still. Yeah, yeah. To some extent, I haven't done all that much in terms of like you know checking out the market for it or anything like that. But uh, I thought it was really cool. I, it's one of those things where it's like you know when you're deep into it and you're opening packs and you're never getting good cereals. You're just like this. I don't understand how how people get it. Not that you know. Not <laughs> that. I mean, it should be rare, and it is rare enough. Like the expectation is never to actually get one, but you know. It was, it was pretty cool. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah, I said if, it, if this was Top Shot trying to like reel me back in, it might be working. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be visiting the site again. No more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you still are you, are you still active on that at all, or do you still have a collection yeah, to sell it off? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I haven't been really, but um, I, I do kind of buy there in the off season. I did that with the NFL all day too, and I, you know, you make a little profit, you know, kind of flip when it's like the card cycle right um, yeah. but, but there where i feel like people aren't as tuned in so you can kind of find like i did a russell wilson flip last year which was nice um and yeah i think my my big i did hit a wade you know they did those like uh i forget what they were called like you know uh throwback moments of wade and i got like a pretty good cereal there and, and that kind of paid for my experience on top shot after that so nice. i'm happy with the platform yeah yeah yeah, I've had you know, I've like like almost everybody else, you know, my my uh, val my account has been devalued so much that <laughs> I I don't think I'll have any uh, I don't know what it'll take to get back to positive, but I still have a lot of stuff that I think is pretty cool, and like the archive sets and those run it backs and stuff are some of my favorites. It's pretty cool. That was it, run it back. That's right. So, uh, so so your handle is Istanbul Cards. That indicates that uh, maybe you're based in Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> that is that is a, a good deduction. Uh, I am indeed. I, I moved here in 2011. Um, I mean, I'm sure anyone listening can can tell I'm American from my accent. Um, but uh, yeah, I met I met a Turkish woman uh, in New York when I was there, and uh, you know she uh, she wanted to move back. Uh, she made that clear very early on, and I was down. I'm kind of interested in the. The region. I study um, a PhD in energy geopolitics and kind of looked at the, the history of like Middle East oil, these things. So I and I have some Lebanese roots, so I'm, I, I like the region um, and was happy to move. And been yeah since 2011. It's been it's been great, but it's been um, just like in terms of the situation, economy, uh, geopolitics, all that. It's like 2011 <laughs> peak. It was like number one destination on New York Times travel website. Um, and so we're having tough, tougher times for the last 12 years, but, uh, we're, we're doing fine. Um, yeah, happily here. Okay, good. And so from a card perspective, so you're, uh, like I mentioned, you know, we're in some, uh, sports cards, discords is really how we met. So like, have you been collecting the entire time or how did that come about? Yeah, I feel like, like everyone, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was the junk wax era as a kid, um, 
you know, mostly baseball cards in the 80s uh, and then the, like 1990, 91, I think I, I got out. I, I was, you know, I'm from Sacramento originally. So the Kings, you know, they're our only team and I, I love them growing up. We listen to their games falling asleep on AM radio. Um, <laughs> and so uh, was getting into basketball a bit. And uh, so had had some more basketball cards than maybe most people, you know, at the, in that era. Um, yeah. But I managed to put a thumbnail through my my michael jordan 1987 fleer oh. um <laughs> but i know i think gary uh, you know our, our pod father <laughs> hoops and cards uh uh a guru uh has a similar story about a sticker uh but um yeah so, so it was just kind of junk wax era then and then you know left it you know with middle school and high school and girls and everything else mm-hmm. um, and so really just got back in actually because of top shot i i heard about it on a podcast i mean i'm a pretty regular listener of kind of nba nba and kind of fantasy basketball podcasts and yep. they were talking about it on one of them and and i was like hmm, well i i do know fantasy pretty well so maybe i could kind of you know and so i like got in like and then you know after about a week i think bill simmons maybe mentioned the card market or something and i was like oh yeah i love that so yeah um yeah, I just kind of jumped back in from there and, you know, treated it like a shotgun. Yeah, I was just shooting everywhere, uh, buying whatever. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, I, 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 credit, I credit Gary. I credit uh, for Hoops of Cards. And I also really credit Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Those guys really, especially Cage, you know, kind of uh, grounded me about, you know, you shouldn't buy on hype and these kinds of obvious things. Um, and so, you know, it, it's been a much better experience since and I've uh, been enjoying it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, right? Like when, cause I have a similar experience about, uh, and, and even times I still have trouble kind of focusing my, my spending. Right. But definitely when I first kind of got back into it, it was like, yeah, I, I want that. I'm going to buy that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's easy to hear the advice, you know, don't buy on hype and look like this is, uh, not a bubble, but you know, the things are just getting out of hand, right. They can't, main sustain uh but it's it's another thing to kind of put that in practice especially when it's brand new and not brand new but you know essentially brand new and exciting and you're getting back into it for the first time in you know 10 plus years so it was was a little difficult to focus then have you i hear you man yeah have you focused into like a pc or or anything yeah i mean that's um you know know, growing up it was uh, you know it was will clark and mark mcguire uh baseball and then the 49ers and and that kind of stuff but um you know since i mean i'd say you know kind of my pc my general interest in sports is is focused on um i'm just fascinated kind of by international differences uh, in sports um so for example i i I just i'm fascinated why um you know let's call them the ex-yugoslavian countries are so good at team sports really I, I played water polo and if you look at like the top you know kind of in high school and college I, I was like so who's good in water polo in the world and you look at the top 10 teams and it's you know it's it's Croatia it's Serbia um Montenegro these teeny countries right they're on the top yeah. 10 so it's like what, what's going on here right and then and then you look at hoops of course and I mean it's it's incredible I mean uh World Cup Croatia team of you know country of four million people they, they make the, the World Cup semis two years in a row um so that like I'm just kind of fascinated by why they're so good at sports, and I dream one day of uh, I have some notes like kind of sketching out a, a short book along those lines. Um, but uh, so oh, I, awesome. I'm fascinated by you know like Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. I just like you know they're they're just so fun to watch, and uh, I, I just think they're uh, you know why are they so good in the NBA? Um, you know, and it, I think the the basic thesis is that. Um, just their, their training there, the way they train, you know, all players, regardless of size, kind of learn to shoot three-pointers. They learn to, to dribble well. They, they learn the fundamentals so well um, that that helps. You know, they're also kind of big, tough dudes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, beyond that, there are probably other reasons as well. Uh, of course, there's a lineage there. Uh, maybe Draws and Petrovic is kind of the first uh, mm-hmm. from that region. Uh, and Peja, of course, was on the Kings, uh, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So... Vlade. Vlade, exactly, right on. Um, so that, I'd, I'd say on one hand, like, that's kind of focused my Luka and Jokic collections. Um, okay. And then uh, conversely, I mean, I'm also fascinated by the U.S. men's uh, soccer team, national team. 
um, and kind of how we, you know, why we aren't that good at soccer, um, <laughs> you know, how, uh, why, um, you know, that, that 2002 team, I just love that, that World Cup team. Um, and so getting back into it, you know, I hadn't collected this whole time. Uh, so I, you know, in that year, the, the, the main guy, I think, you know, we've talked about it, uh, Claudio Reyna, he, he, he made like the all tournament team. So I think the only American, maybe Landon Donovan did once uh, to do so. So, you know, and I loved him during that tournament. So I, I've just become a big Claudio Reyna collector. Um, and so that, that's been a lot of fun. You know, it, it's, it's great collecting someone who people don't really care about that yeah. much because, uh, you can just get sweet cards. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so kind of, you know, I, I, I am sanguine about the, uh, the U S uh, program long-term. Um, I, I really think there's a lane kind of, you know, if kids can kind of growing up, you know, they, they, it's, it's, it's just a better sport to make money quickly. Uh, with all these teams in Europe, I mean, kids can go over at age 18 and make half a million euros a year, million yeah. euros a year. Whereas you go into baseball or football, you know, I mean, baseball, you got to, you know, languish in the, in the matter leagues for several years before you even get called up. Uh, football, you know, that's that's obviously a difficult, difficult run with just the injuries and mm-hmm. labor structure there. So, um, and the yeah, NBA, uh, like teams are so small, there's not there's exactly just so limited in, in like roster spots. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. There's just there's a lot more opportunity. So I, I see that potential, um, uh, which is which is uh, exciting to see. Um, I think the the other kind of point, just kind of while we're on this, I know it's a little all over the place, but um, you know what what I've come to <laughs> realize is that uh, American sports are actually you know we're, we're a capitalist country, right? We're known as capitalist country number one, right? Yeah. Um, but but our sports are actually quite socialist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we have we have a salary cap. We have a draft. Yeah. We have revenue sharing. Uh, these are major major socialist kind of things, right? Um, and it works for good reason. I mean, it helps small small markets uh, compete and stay in it. But you know, in European football, you're probably aware. I mean, it's 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 yeah. raging capitalism. On the other hand, so it, I, I find that that difference kind of kind of funny. I mean, it's just if the teams that have money are always at the top, yep. they can you know hold the players, buy the new players, etc. So yeah, that's fascinating. I I. Uh... I would love to see or hear or read a book uh, about that. So if you ever make some progress on that, I would love to, I'd love to know. Keep, keep uh, me updated on that for sure. I will, man. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll play you some, uh, maybe I'll get your input on it if, if I get to it. It's not long. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so like Luca, Nikola Jokic, some U.S. men's team stuff, Claudio Reyna, Claudio Reyna. Any, but you mentioned the Kings are your favorite basketball team. Are you a Kings collector too? Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, yeah, there's, um, I mean, I've, I've kind of launched this. I'm, I'm getting, I, I just need Weber's kind of at this point. But just those those old tops, uh, you know, 2002, 2005. I mean, those were the years we were good. You know, <laughs> six was the last year we went to the playoffs. So really hoping we break that this year. Um, but uh, trying to collect all the, you know, 2002 was black uh, refractors out uh-huh, of 99. Uh-huh. Um, and then, the the next three years are golds out of ninety nine, so I'm I'm trying to put those all together, um, and th- and that's just fun, uh, you know, get get getting them all together. I I'll, I've already graded a couple of SGC. I, I'm just going to send them all there when I when I get them all together uh, and do that. Uh, so that's kind of my king's focus for now. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Those uh, so I, I think I you, or you saw a post of mine like I just I just got a like a Dirk refractor from around the same year, you know, it's finest and, and uh, you know, so not tops or, and it's not out of 99 or anything, but those, those refractors are really pretty cool. It's like from around that time period. Yeah. I, I, I love that card. I, I thought that looked, um, I don't know what it is about it, but uh, I recently, you know, I've, I have one friend here. I finally found a, a real life <laughs> when I can meet and talk about cards here. Uh, uh, Will Am- goes by cart adami on uh, on ig uh but oh yeah I follow he, him do you right on yeah yeah he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy and um you know he he kind of bought this lot off some guy here you know maybe right yeah two years ago or something uh, and it just had all these cards and I, I had thousands of cards um and he kind of picked out the good ones and i was kind of looking at them to which ones are great and it was the first time looking at you know it's like late 90s mid to late 90s even 
uh, cards and they're incredible. I, I was telling, you know, you're, you're, you're our buddy, uh, but you're often uh, co-host here, uh, Nathaniel about it. And, and he's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he, he, he can appreciate this, but once you get them in hand, it's really, they're, they're really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I've, I've bought, um, I, and first of all, he knows a lot more about that stuff than I do. I, I lean on him for, for those quite a bit, but I've, I've kind of just been poking around sort of buying some, some of these, you know, inserts from that time period and parallels and just seeing like what I like, because kind of like you, right? Like, uh, I, I haven't had an opportunity to just like, okay. So I live in Dallas. I live around Dallas. I go to the Dallas card show, but it's, it's mostly like big time dealers and, you know, tables with like literally 60 Luca base prism, you know, PSA tens and stuff like that. So I don't, get that much of an opportunity to see those cards like in hand in person so i've just been kind of buying a few here and there just to just to see you know like some kobe's or shack or whatever and uh most of them i really like it's it's a it's a cool period for cards for sure i, I can see why people are pretty into it yeah I, I and nathaniel makes a point too he's just like i like to buy things just to kind of get it in hand and look at it and you know I mean, not even for the condition really but just to kind of check yeah. it out and see likes it um how did you come across the, that one um eBay? I, yeah ebay yeah i've got a, a series of um searches one of them is for like dirk sgc tins right so like it's a pretty simple search dirk is my i guess my main my main pc and uh you know i'm not i'm not bidding on everything or whatever but i saw that one come up and i was like ooh, i really like that and then uh you know i paid i ended up paying i think it was like 100 bucks for it which is there's not really not many comps because you know some of those don't really come up that much even though that you know i don't know they just don't really come up that much even in psa or anything so i kind of overpaid for it compared to like the Allen iverson you know refractor psa 10 comp and stuff but i don't care i love it uh but yeah i just came up through a search that i that i have you know i check every day you know what new dirk sgc 10s came in that i might want to put in my pc and that, that's how it came up I mean, it seems like a seems like a winner, and it seems you know rare. I mean, in the sense that it's you know an SGC ten, and you just don't see the card very often. So I mean, if if you love it, it seems like the perfect buy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, the card's cool. I love it. I like it too. I I feel like it really kind of captures. I don't know, just something something about it just kind of captures Dirk like really really well. And it, it, to your point, you know, most of my PC, not all, but most of my PC is in SGC. And I've really started to focus more on on tens more than even nine and a halfs or anything like that. And uh, for this particular card, it's the only one that's it's the only one great SGC ten. I mean, there's not many at SGC in general, but this is the literally the only one, uh, the only SGC ten of that of that card. It's pretty cool. That's that's uh, I'd say that's higher than a, a, a eBay one of one. Uh, it's it's definitely a one of one uh, of some sort. Uh, I, I like that you're become a snob about the, the SGC tens. Uh, it's it's it, why not? I mean, you and I are both kind of pro pro SGC. Um, just I think for how it how it looks. Um, but yeah. Um, well, the so other thing too, like when I so when I first started getting back into to cards. Like my my goal has always been to keep a relatively small PC that I could that can fill one or two shelves here in my office and that's about it. Like I don't have a whole lot of interest in having shoeboxes full of cards, which I even though I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when once I started getting back into it during COVID and the boom and all of that, I I wanted you know I had heard about grading cards, which wasn't a thing the last time I was really, or at least wasn't a popular thing the last time I was really into cards, and. Uh, I was getting stuff ready to go to PSA just because that's what everyone said you you needed to do and everything. And then PSA shut down and I was like, okay, what do I do next? Like I do, I do like the look of SDC and I, I do like it above uh, PSA, a kind of red border sort of clashes with some of the cars I'm not a big fan of, but it's more so like a, a marriage of convenience, right? Like I just, at the time when I wanted to grade some of my own cards that I, that I dug up from, you know, my childhood, PSA wasn't an option. SGC was an option. So I sent it to SGC and then started putting it on the shelf and, uh, you know, I just kind of, kind of went with it that way, but it was, a, it's, it's, a inter it's interesting how those things play out, right? Like, you know, some people, I, I wonder how many people are like me, where it's like they, when they were ready to start grading cards, cause they just got big back into it from the boom and all that stuff, like PSA wasn't an option. And now every table I go to is like all PSA, no SGC or anything. And oftentimes I just skip right over it.
Yeah, you know, I, I I should give more credence to that. It's probably that's probably a large part of why I, I got into SGC too, just because yeah, I mean, I got in at like March twenty one, so you know, it closed then, so it wasn't yeah. enough. Um, and then, they, you know, the Lucas Tigers podcast kind of had a had a thing with their NFT, you know, to kind of get you into it more. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I'm always trying to analyze why I like one slab over the other, but I, I like PSA too. I mean, uh, and I, I like it a lot when it has red in the card too. Yeah. Up nicely. Yeah. It's funny. Like, okay. Not just color match in terms of parallels, but like the aesthetics of a card and, and the holder has become a bigger, not concern of mine, but like something that I pay attention to more, right? Like just, does this card look good in this label? Or, or whatever, or this parallel has been something that I didn't initially think I would be. And well, I didn't even start being that interested in it. was more about value and what, yeah. and the player, right? Like, is this a player I want to invest in or, or speculate on or whatever, but the more, the further I get into it, the more I care about, you know, does it look good? And uh, I think I spent, like you mentioned for PSA, there are some cards that's got some, you know, some, some red in it and it really looks nice that kind of match. And then some cards, like uh, I saw a 1990 Fleer Jordan SGC 10. I didn't buy it, but uh, it looked awesome. I don't, I don't know why. There's something about the the holder and the label that that looked perfect for that particular card. I'm trying to try to remember that card. The, the I think I know it's which like, one. It's talking. like a white bordered Fleer, and he's kind of dunking one hand. The camera's like behind the basket. It's a it's a cool card. Is that the uh, scoring scoring leader one? I don't think so. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know what, like I said, I really can't explain it. It's just to me, that looks like the, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect um, holder for that card. Uh, I liked it a lot. Right on. So let me ask you, so you mentioned you're in, you're in Turkey. Is there any, uh, so you started getting back into this, you know, a couple of years, almost two years ago, exactly. Is there any like difficulties that you have to deal with, like be, kind of being overseas or at least, you know, outside of the of the U.S. that you that aren't that are maybe underserved, I guess? Yeah, I mean, um, being American and having a home base, my, my you know, I can send cards to my home and my mom, my mother, God bless her, you know, kind of takes them, she takes photos for me. And so kind of like. Got a storage there. I use ComC, um, yeah. PWCC. The, the, these sites are very useful for for international collectors uh, and investors because you can you know do it instantaneously. Um, and you know grading like sometimes I've had to send in orders from here, but they've always arrived to uh, you know the middleman that I use um, Nash Cards, and um, you know. I, I think the, the biggest, you know, I, I think two, two, two things. Um, well, and if you're not American, then you kind of don't have that, that base to kind of, you know, receive grading orders from, or, um, sure. yeah. and maybe those companies facilitate that too. I, I don't see why they wouldn't to be honest. Um, but, I, I, the two, the two things really are, um, you know, I, I miss, um, I, I don't get to go to card shows, um, uh -huh. which you're telling me about the Dallas card show. I mean, I, heard about that it just feels like gosh i'd like to go there but but you know i mean <laughs> it's also really good to buy cards online uh so maybe that's not that big of a deal still it seems like it'd be fun to go and spend a day and just kind of wander around and, and get a get a bit lost um and then and then the bigger one is just connections with people you know as i said i referenced uh card adami earlier you know i mean just having someone in the flesh to to, to, to share your passions with um you know is 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 something I miss. And uh, I'm very thankful for you. I mean, you're kind of the first friend I made in the hobby, um, you know, thanks to discords and online and all this. Mm -hmm. and great. I mean, uh, so I, you know, I, I miss more of a, a card community, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, here it's, um, it, it does seem to be growing. Um, there, there's a new company that actually makes cards of Turkish soccer league. Um, okay. And they seem to have, you know, a fair amount of, uh, I, it's hard to hard to really assess how many people are doing this. They have a marketplace online. I've actually been selling cards here. 
uh, online there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's more soccer, but there, you know, I've, I've sold some Lucas, um, some, you know, some basketball cards, not, yeah. not too much, just, just started, but, um, uh, you know, it's growing and I, I really, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm always listening to kind of what's happening in Europe. Um, you know, the, would PSA open an office here? There was kind mm -hmm. of this saga of something in, in the UK. I forget the, the name of the company, but that kind of didn't work out. But, um, you know, I, I do think long term, I mean, um, the, the interest is there. I mean, I've, I've gotten I, I'm very proud that I, I got one of my daughter's friends hooked on it. Um, his dad is just like, oh man, I'm spending all my money now on cards. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, 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 it has, it has a potential, I think with, uh, and then even a, a good friend of mine, you know, I'm just kind of like, he has to listen to me talk about my card purchases and yeah. he, he, I, he now, he, he asked me a couple weeks ago when our friend Shengun was going, going off. He's like, I, I need a Shengun card. All right. Give me one. So, um, <laughs> you know, in, in the end, it, you know, he, and he looks at it as kind of like a look, it's, you know, I can invest in stocks, like, okay, great. But like, it's just a fun kind of investment. Um, you know, it's a, a fun thing to be in and the, the, the market has sustained. I mean, yes, it's gone down and all that the last two years, but it's still pretty healthy. Yeah. Uh, overall, if you ask me. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, where we are in the world, like crypto, you know, it's just a fun way to put, put some of your money in and you enjoy it. And I don't know, you've got the card in the end, if it goes to zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of been, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast. That's kind of been my focus the last, like, I started, I, I think I even mentioned, um, and I want to come back to the making connections, because, well, well, I started, um, I, like I said, I started with, you know, just buying kind of parallels and, and rookies, essentially, from the last draft class when I was start really started buying cards. And, you know, I was like, trying to flip some and sell some. But what I ended up with is, uh, you know, I've got a a shoebox of stuff that I'm trying to sell or, or whatever. And I ended up with a whole bunch of just cards. Right. And yeah. at, at some point I was like, okay, I, I do enjoy the speculation aspect, right. Of trying to buy the, the, the rookie from last year's draft class that's, that's being overlooked right now or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't enjoy it in the sense that, you know, I just end up with a bunch of cards that I really, if the, if they don't pan out, then I'm just not going to care about so that's why, you know, I started focusing more on some of the, like, like the immaculates and, you know, not the high end autos or anything like that, but just kind of the, the base cards numbered to 99 or whatever. Cause my thought was, and I think, I think it's holding true so far, at least is even if this player never pans out, I still have a pretty cool card that I enjoy having rather than, you know, 15 prism prisms or, or whatever. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I cage, uh, you know, was making this point I think this week about, you know, the, the cards that he's chased to try to make profit on, you know, have often not worked out, but it's the cards that he loves, you know, uh, that you actually can't, he, he could sell for a profit. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Funny how that, you know, and that if you're, cause if you love them, then maybe other people love them yeah. too. It's so it's, it's funny. Cause it seems so it's such a simple concept, right? Like, there's a reason that you really enjoy this card. It should hold that there is there are reasons that others will really enjoy this card, either now or in the future, regardless of what happens, right? But, um, but that's not always the our mindset. You know, it's, I think we just put the, our, at least for me, not not we, you or I or yeah. we the the hobby me as too. a whole. But for me, just put my own like motivation. Just got to get my motivation correct. I, I guess is probably the better way to say it. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to not you know the FOMO or and and and, and the excitement just as you're mm -hmm. talking. yeah yeah well uh, uh, going back to the uh, the point about making connections and stuff like I I'm not typically the the outgoing like card collector person right like even I want to have them on my shelf and I would love if the people who come to my house like ask me about the cards I would love to like talk with them and and all that stuff but I'm not not that much into uh, let me put it this way i'm just not out like trying necessarily like putting myself out there to like make friends and stuff in the hobby which would really probably be a huge quality of life improvement for me <laughs> but i enjoy you know ch chatting with you and daniel and and whoever else on you know just online and stuff too but like i'm the guy who at the at the hobby shop which is another probably benefit that i have that 
maybe mm -hmm. more difficult for you, but I've got three or four here in the area, only one that I really like. But I'm the guy that will go there and, you know, it's buzzing, right? Like people going in and out, like uh, dudes sitting down, like flipping through dollar boxes and stuff. And I'm the guy that's just kind of like keeping to myself, just looking at all the displays, <laughs> like not talking with anybody. It's funny, like uh, I don't think of myself as a shy person, but putting myself out there and making those connections isn't always like the easiest thing. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're able to do that, you know, and start to start to meet people. Cause even when it's convenient, like the convenience that I have being here in a major metropolitan area, doesn't, doesn't mean that uh, we always take advantage of it. So that's great for you. Yeah. It's, I mean, the necessity brings it, I think, you know, you, sure. you just, yeah, I, 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 otherwise I would just sit in my hole, uh, scrolling through eBay on my couch, trying to ignore my kids for a bit. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. I've definitely gotten, uh, gotten slapped on the wrist a time or two, uh, recently for doing that exact same thing. Um, <laughs> you, so I was curious, so you're a Kings fan. I was thinking the other day, like who, who are the all time best Kings? And aside from that, era that you talked about like 2002 to 2005 or so the only, i can only think of really a few right like mitch richmond you know wasn't in that era but is a hall of famer um and oscar robinson didn't he play for the kings too for a good yeah, or the it, it, i guess they were the royals back then exactly yeah before before sacramento in 85 i mean he, i think he was in the 70s right 60s yeah okay yeah so but other than that like any I mean, who are the best kings of all time that that are not on that 2002 to 2005 team? Like, is there? It's, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I like Boogie. I mean, he yeah, he, he okay. was before. Um, can't be denied. We had we had our test for a couple years. I mean, he was our best player in the 06 and got us to the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Tyreek Evans won Player of the Rookie of the Year. Um, Man, Ty so yeah. Tyreek Evans. That's one of those guys that. I don't know if I can really explain why, but I, I really, really liked him for a while. Like, not from a card perspective, because I wasn't collecting at that time. But I was like, yeah, Tyreek Evans is, he does everything. He's the guy. And yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't really pan out, but I always enjoyed him for some reason. Right on. Uh, I can see that. Uh, the, the other guy, too, you know, in the 80s was, uh, and he, he actually, you know, lived in my father's condominium complex. So I'd ride my bike, you know, furtively by his house, just trying to catch a glimpse. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Theus. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he was he was probably the best player in the '80s, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, this 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 current team. I mean, I've always been a believer in Fox. Um, his shot is finally falling. I mean, this year, it, 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 every year you watch it, and he can create his shot. Yeah. But then he doesn't make it enough, and this year it's it's falling in the fourth quarter, particularly. And, and I've always been a huge Sabonis fan, uh, so getting him in Sacramento was. I was very excited about that. Were you? I, I know the national media was like really kind of panning Sacramento for that trade, right? Like how do you trade a, a young guy like that for a pretty good, or at least at the time, the narrative was yep. like a pretty good big. So like, were, were you excited when that happened? I was. Um, I mean, I'm so used to the national media. Just, I mean, it's just this like dismissive, the Kings and, and it's deserved. Like I get it. Um, you know, we, we, we deserve it for, our, for our futility. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's, 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 uh, it's illogical at some point when you just rely on that, that kind of lazy narrative. Um, yep. look, you can't, you can't get a, a two-time all-star without trading. I mean, you, without trading Halliburton, I mean, you know, he he's an asset. You you have to give to get, um, yep. and I think it's you know I, I I think it's worked out for. I'm sure it'll work out for Indiana too. I mean, I loved Halliburton, um, great player, uh, but one of Fox. I mean, Fox and Halliburton, they they just couldn't. You know, they needed their own teams. Um, so to me, it was good good draft capital. I mean, McNair drafted him, I think ninth in the draft, maybe even twelfth. He fell. Uh, yeah, he was twelfth. Twelfth, yeah. But to flip that for for Sabonis, I think is is just good business. Um, yeah, and it's worked out, right? It's, and it really has. It's one of those rare trades that has like pretty unequivocally worked out for both teams, at least so far. So far, I agree. Yeah. Um, just real quick, a fleeting, uh, just a stray thought. We're talking about that era, Kings. You know, one of my favorite players, uh, or who I at least enjoyed watching, kind of in the early aughts for the Kings was Bobby Jackson. Yeah, love Bobby. 
Got a card here of him. Yeah. <laughs> got a got a gold refractor. Yeah. I don't know why that name just popped into my head. Like I loved Peja and I loved uh, you know, Jason Williams and and I thought Mike Bibby was like always underrated. Uh, but for some reason Bobby Jackson like just popped into my head and I, I liked him too. That that era was was fun for the for the Kings for sure. And I appreciate nationally, I mean, it does seem like, you know, most people are kind of they it seemed like the whole league was rooting for us against the Lakers, um, you know, in O two and uh mm -hmm. and Jason Williams obviously was uh, so so fun to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. My uh, my American my AOL screen name was was uh, based on Jason Williams. <laughs> it was a play really? on the white chocolate thing. Yeah, white white chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the things that you do when you're you know 12 years old or 13 or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, you you and I also share. You know my my second team. Uh, is the Mavs, yeah. uh, which I, I think I've shared why with you, but is, is because of, um, you know, grow up in the eighties. It was, uh, I didn't like the Celtics. So I started rooting for the Lakers and then I didn't like the Lakers. And uh, so the Mavs, you know, I think it was 87. They, they took, took the Lakers to seven games, Western college finals, and just kind of adopted that as my team. Um, then, um, and so I was very into them. I have, I have a lot of cards, I could, I could list their whole lineup for you if you want. Um, but, uh, you know, and then Luca, uh, you know, I took this pause, but, um, you know, I was, I was devastated when the Kings didn't draft Luca because I really wanted him. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I remember kind of the report came out that night before the draft that the Kings were going to go Bagley. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night to, to see what had actually happened. And sure enough. So, I feel like just to make amends of that, like uh, it, it was great to kind of that he went to the Mavs and I can kind of rekindle. I kind of rekindled that. that yeah. uh, but I mean, also that 2011 team. I mean, I was just so pulling for you guys against the Heatles. Yeah, that was man. That was some of the uh, it's it's you know, it's really funny. Like sports can do this. Like I don't think, you know, a lot of people don't understand it, but those were some of my favorite, like the best times of my life. Like we, my wife and I went to. um we didn't go to, we didn't get to go to any any finals games or anything like that but we did get to go to the American Airlines Center when during the away games and it was really cool like they like everybody watched it on the big screens and the the place was pretty packed and uh everybody was cheering together it was like it was it was a really interesting experience but like it was so much fun like we were we were out there in Dallas when when we won the championship with uh, you know 10,000 other Mavericks fans and stuff it was really cool yeah that was that was a great time I'm sure you're getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I love that time. I love that, that era and that period for the Mavericks. And I think it's really cool too, that to have a friend that, uh, that enjoys it too. Like even most of my like real life friends, <laughs> physical friends, like here, here that I'm, that I'm close with, like aren't big basketball fans, like a lot of football, football guys and stuff, but uh, you know, so I, I try to try to talk Mavs with them and they're just like, oh, yeah, isn't that Luca guy pretty good? I'm like, yeah, he, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> how you how you feeling about uh, the trade and everything? Yeah. To Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basketball wise, if uh, if if he's able to, like, stay on the court and like, you know, the honeymoon period has started and the the whole narrative has basically been like yeah the honeymoon period is always good with him and then it, and then it uh tails off and he starts you know acting out or or whatever but the first game you know he had some like he i don't know like the the way the mavericks it's weird the way the mavericks played that first game that that Kyrie played that was monday uh or no that was wednesday um it, it looked like he had just been a part of the team for a, a long time like it yeah. seems se seamless and i think that just kind of speaks to just what he what he can do when he's locked in and engaged on the court and he he was great um he had a finish he had this finish i think you and i even chatted about it it was in the fourth quarter like over Ka Kawhi, took it to the rim like went up and kind of triple pumped to get away from Kawhi's outstretched hand and put it in it was it was awesome it's like that's especially for this team that kind of like penetration is dribble penetration other than Luca, which is a little different, you know, kind of slow and at his own pace and all, and all the hyper hyperbolic stuff that you hear about Luca and his tribes was just something that like just straight up attacking is just not something that this team really has. And it was great to see from Kyrie.
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I think he, uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain he'll be on good behavior this year. Uh, just give me yeah. a contract. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I hope the Mavs win it all, man. Uh, it's interesting. The direct trade went down, of course. <laughs> yeah. Later. Um, the, these, both these trades kind of don't bode well for my Kings either. I feel like we're going to have trouble holding on to a higher seed, but, um, uh, you know, even, even if hopefully it goes well, I don't even mind at this point. I think if they resign him just because, you know, there's someone who will trade for him again. Uh, yeah, it's happened so, over and over. Yeah. Um, someone, someone likened him on a podcast to, uh, you know, just dating a really hot girl. <laughs> oh, I heard that. That was hilarious. Yeah, we must have. Maybe it's it was like, Simmons. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it was like, the, uh, yeah, Simmons or Rosillo uh, or Simmons, yeah. one of them. Yeah. yeah, they're like, it's like dating a, dating a hot girl, right? Or, or like, no matter how many times, you know, she, she, her, her relationships don't work out or whatever, there's always someone else ready to, <laughs> ready to, to jump. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I love Dorian. He was a great kind of, success story you know undrafted came in just incremental improvement year after year after year to be to become like a really integral part of the team and you know one of the probably our best defender um or one of them for sure but he's also 29 and you know it's play has slipped a little bit this year i don't know if i don't know what that's related to but it does hurt to to lose him but i i guess and and the other thing too is uh you know, we, even if Kyrie doesn't sign, it's and although it's it's true the Mavs has have historically like not been very good at getting big time free agents in or anything like that. But you know, it's still cap space that we wouldn't have had last year, even if he chooses to go somewhere else. And to give up a 2029 first round pick for it, it just feels like I don't know. As a fan, I think it's worth a shot. If if that 2029 first round pick is worth something, then that means that Luca's probably gone and things have gone south anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I don't mind taking the shot for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it basketball wise. <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I was gonna say something, but I, I I've lost it now. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that the Mavs made a big trade. I'm I'm really excited to see how it went. I'm a little discouraged that it seems like so many other teams in the West got at least a little bit better, and some of them significantly better. Um, it really really seemed like you know while the East had been really strong the last year or two, a lot of talent went from the West to the East this year. It seemed like to start the year. Um... And then, uh, but but now at the trade deadline coming back west, you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I said it, I said it wrong. Yeah, at the trade deadline coming back west. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, and 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 really has the, I mean, has the Eastern Conference? I mean, they talk about it, but I mean, Giannis, I I don't know. I I still didn't see them actually. You know, it's been pretty even in the finals. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why people are anointing Boston at the beginning of the year. I mean, um, it, you know, I, I don't know. Not a big Boston fan, but um, uh, it, it, it just seems like, I mean, it's been like 20 years, something like that, where the West has been clearly better. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is. And I guess this was the thought I, I, I had forgotten. But I mean, what, why do you think Dallas doesn't get uh, free agents? Because to me, it's, I mean, I, Dallas is a pretty hot city these days. I know last, you know, five years or so, um, you know, no state tax, um, good owner, you know, seems like seems like a good place, but what, what, why is that? Do you think? I I really don't know. I, I guess my biggest guess or my best guess is probably that for the last twenty five years, the the superstar is uh, international, right? Like, and not that that's a bad thing on its huh. on its face, but I think so much of the NBA player movement right now is about relationships and you know who wants to play with who and all that stuff. And not not even that no one wanted to play with Dirk and no one wants to play with Luca. I don't think that's that's true, but I just don't know that they have those kinds of like deep connections of coming up in AAU with these other guys or or whatever that you see in a lot of American players and American stars. So I I, I don't think that's like the whole thing. I'm sure that you know Cuban while is a, a pretty good owner, I think 
you know, he's also pretty involved and like at all the games and sometimes in the huddles and stuff like that still. So like, I don't know if that turns some guys off or, or what, um, but I, that's my best guess. I, but I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a few places like that, that, I mean, uh, like Philly never gets them or, um, I don't know, maybe it's just a, it's a deep league. You know, there are only so many, you know, LA's and New York's and Miami's, um, yeah. Everyone wants to go to those places. I mean, Kings, we, we never get them, so uh, <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so so other, th- other thoughts on the trade on the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of happy for Durant. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I'll be pulling for the Mavs, obviously, but uh, I don't mind if he, he, he comes out of the West. Uh, you know, nothing dramatic. Uh, I mean, those are the two big deals to me. Uh, who else got better? Um, I mean, I, I feel like Milwaukee did a good job uh, yeah. getting PJ Tucker. Uh, I, I, I feel like they're, to me, the favorites. Uh, but people say Boston, so, you know, in the East. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I thought it was really interesting. You know, you've got teams like the Suns, the Mavs, the Lakers made, you know, a lot of moves. I don't know if it helped them that much, or at least not from a title contention perspective, but you you see all these teams, some of them like extremely big market teams making pretty big moves. Right. And really shaking things up. And then you got the teams like the, like the bucks you mentioned that are more stable, at least from a talent perspective and like just their, the last several years, they've been pretty, pretty low key. You know, I guess the bucks made the drew holiday trade, but since then, you know, they're just adding around the edges. They're really kind of, highlights the difference between teams that are, who are truly comfortable where they at where they are and teams that are maybe a little more panicked and there's a lot more of that it seems like among some of the because the west is crazy like from between i guess the kings are third in the west right now right yeah so so from fourth which i at least as before last night were the mavericks um to like 11th the teams are separated by like one loss or two at most yeah it's crazy yeah. It is. It is. And, uh, and, and we, we played uh, tonight and tomorrow night, right? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's back to back. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say home and home, but that's not how, how it works. It's two straight games in, in Sacramento, I think. Yeah. Key, key games for, for the standings, probably. I mean, it's like every game is kind of big uh, in that regard. Yeah. It's really I- the run up to the playoffs and the playoffs, especially in the West should be fascinating. Like just who's jockeying for what position and, and what, what the first round matchups are going to look like and play in games. I, so many interesting teams over there. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and golden state too. I mean, getting, getting back Peyton, uh, you know, I, he just can't count them out. I mean, Steph will be healthy by the playoffs as long as they're in, uh, you know, how, how can you bet against them almost? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's so deep. It's crazy. Do you think the do you think uh do you think the Suns with Durant are a big threat? I or what do. do you think of that? Yeah. Just, I, Durant just so deadly. Um but I, I don't I don't like the trade for them, uh just because I mean yes, the next couple of years great, but I mean Durant's had multiple surgeries. Chris Paul's like, you know, not you know, if, if he can just kind of sit out and start the playoffs, kind of like a bubble playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he can last through them. But, you know, he's shown he, he can kind of never get through a, a full playoff run. Um, and, you know, Booker and Aiden, they're they're super talented, but they're also not they, they give a lot of depth. So I mean, I'm a huge Bridges guy. I just think he, I mean, he's such an Iron Man. I mean, yeah, he just doesn't miss games. And, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll gel quickly, um, but it's just injury. I mean, I guess that goes for any, you know, any team. You know, if Luke or Kyrie sure. gets an injury, they're screwed too. But, um, you know, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess I, I am scared of them. Yeah. Yeah, me, me too. I Although, like, I think they pose, like, a serious threat in the, in the West, although I – I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the playoff series last year where, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul were kind of like, not, not, it's funny because they weren't even like talking trash, but it was kind of that kind of subtle 
you know, we, we know we're better than you. Why are we asking questions about, you know, this guy all the time <laughs> or whatever? Like some of their press conference stuff, like their little snickers and sneers with, with each other just rubbed me the wrong way. And it really made me uh, revel in, 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 the, in uh, Devin Booker, like kind of losing. Not that I dislike the, the person or anything like that, but I, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them with some kind of early exit disappointment, uh, whether it's at the hands of the Mavericks or the Kings or, or anyone. Oh, I'll be happy to take them out for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no problem. And and why not, man? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they they showed that they don't have. Um, I mean, they they should have beaten the Mavericks, right? They were the favorite. Yeah. Uh, and they just hammered uh, in Game Seven. And I mean, that's 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 a culture problem there. Uh, and, and people say COVID, I guess, hit them or something, but. Whatever. I mean, it's not right there. Aiden's not happy. Booker, I, I don't, you know, he doesn't seem like a great leader necessarily. And, you know, Paul, Paul's great. I respect him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would love the Suns first round. As far as I'm concerned, I just want to make the playoffs. Um, I have no really, I mean, that's all I want for the Kings. Uh, and so, yeah, I'd be happy to face them first round and just, just make it difficult. So the king, so yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for the Kings too, and I think I even mentioned recently that De'Aaron Fox was like one of my favorite players to watch, and and I realized too that before that John Wall was one of my favorite players to watch, and I think it's just that speed, right? Like the ability to really turn it on and just get to the basket is is crazy. I love when I love when he was like really really attacking, but um, so the Kings added what Kessler Edward Kessler Edwards. That's the only move they yes. made. That's it. Is there any expectations for that or for him? I mean, or is it just kind of something on the margins that is not going to be impactful? We don't think. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, to be honest. I haven't been following him. Um, McNair, GM, kind of, you know, he he does these opportunistic kind of things. He, he got this guy from Toronto years ago. Who, yeah. You know, proved he kind of useful. Um, you know, he's got, he's got some talent. So I, I just think it's, you know, as I said, an opportunistic shot at something and, um, you know, I, I'm not disappointed we didn't do anything. I, I don't want to trade Harrison Barnes. Uh, I, I want to resign him. I feel like we need an adult in the room, like he's <laughs> professional. Yeah. Um, he's been a winner, and you know, yeah, he's a former Mav. I, I really yeah. like that trade with 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 you guys uh, that Vladi did. Um, and you know, I think the one guy who could one area we probably could have some improvement is, is just in backup center uh, when Sabonis goes off. Um, not a homes, not a homes fan, or I, I am. It's just the, it's, it's the, it's the flow, and I. But you know, when Sabonis has been out, he's played all right. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm fine. We didn't do anything, and 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 anyway, as I said, just make the playoffs this year. You know, we got this team. Let's 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 roll with it and see what happens. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else? Do you uh, any other tidbits or anything else you wanted to to touch touch on? I, I, I guess not. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed it, man. Uh, great to connect. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to get on sometime and, and have a, a three-way conversation with Nathaniel. I know that we'll both chat with him uh, periodically, and I think, it'd be, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I would love that. Look forward to it. All right. Well, John, thanks for joining. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Keith. Have a good one. You too.